Um, good evening, ladies and gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. Um, this episode is dedicated to by far my second favorite uh, season of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, from she finally did that to sexual assault allegations, this season gives you a more than you ever thought that you needed this- or asked for, to be honest. I actually forgot that all of that shit happened in this season. Season nine is like the pivotal moment for Real Housewives. It really is. Season nine kind of told you, kind of set the bar for the rest of these franchises. Well, I think think season nine shifted the series in a way. It it shifted the series in multiple ways, right? Um, it shifted the series as far as like the interactions with the women and really having the viewer question, am I going to watch the next season? Yeah, because that was a big thing. It's like, am I coming back to this? this and do I want to come back to this? Yeah, do I want to come back to this because we're if we're talking about criminal charges, we're talking about sexual assault allegations that don't make sense at all, oh, at all. At all. But I will say, though, um, season 10 happened right on time because when season 10 was airing was the um, same time as the George Floyd murder. Mm-hmm. And all of these women just kind of united against Kim Zosiak. Yeah. So season 10 oh, definitely I, made oh, up for season nine. Wait, I forgot season 10 was the grand record of Kim Zosiak. <laughs> Well, that, everybody drugged that bitch that was except for Portia. Season. That was the cockroach season. That yep. was the <laughs> why she talking about your whole daughter. That was the... <laughs> why you she talking about your injured son and your whole daughter. Your whole daughter. <laughs> <laughs> that was also when Candy Candy looked at Sheree and Sheree was like, "Well, if you say you having a, a dr- uh, that she's having a drinking problem, that's like saying that she, you know, rape or drugs." And Candy looked at her and said, "No, it's not." And right. if your husband got to drive you around everywhere because you can't go no place without having a bottle of wine, then you have a drinking problem. <laughs> I said exactly. <laughs> you gotta have a chauffeur because you your always husband. have a solo cup. Mama. You drinking, sh- bitch? Here's the thing. Let me just okay. This is a life lesson for everybody involved. If you are drinking Chardonnay out of a solo cup and you are not in a national park or at a beach, then you have a problem. Yes. And I specify national park and beach because glass is not allowed. Because glass is not prohibited. And also alcohol is not prohibited in those places. So you have to put them in other... Or cook out a family event. Let me specify those two as well. Because people yeah. don't like to do dishes. That's just what people have at those. <laughs> Niggas don't want to wash glasses. This ain't having no they like if you're if you're a fancy bitch like me, you will go buy the plastic wine and champagne flutes. <laughs> but the pose is still plastic and you're still throwing them out. I'll like, just drinking out the bottle. <laughs> I've been known to pass a bottle of wine around with some friends and just drink that shit right the fuck on I out. I don't pass a bottle of shit around with nobody. I love you niggas. I know y'all suck dick. No, I'm straight. <laughs> well, these were friends that never mind. Let's just say that all of our miles have been the same place. It's all good. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not sharing about it with you niggas because I know all my friends suck dick or eat pussy. So I'm straight. 
you know. Because I don't know the bitches that y'all fucking with. <laughs> See, we did because it was us. Because <laughs> <laughs> all these damn monkeypox. Friends, <laughs> I think we've only shared about it once. And I was like, nigga, you be sucking dick. No, know. girl, we have. You do too. Stop playing. Ain't, ain't you oh, I didn't twice. say I didn't. Man, we've shared but, bottles more than a few times. No, we haven't. Yeah, we have. Maybe I'll be really drunk because I. Yeah, that's usually when that. when we're drinking out of the bottle, we are very drunk because we can. use glassware. You or right. at least a plastic cup. Because we make sense. You right. But if by the time we're I'm just like, all right, bitch, we got this right. open. Fuck this shit here. You like, all right, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and no, to be clear, never said I didn't suck dick. I'm just saying I don't know the dick you suck it. <laughs> I mean, I got look, I have class dignity and integrity. Please know that the dick that I'm sucking is at least beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, free of blemishes outside of random moles because moles happen, people. Moles happen. <clears throat> but no, this week we're diving into the world of Real Housewives of Atlanta season nine. Also, this is Beyonce Eve. So it is. It is. You won't break my soul, said Candy. The she also said the lies, the lies, the lies. The Renaissance images are just fantastic. Everything. It was Everything. also the season of fantastic charade reactions. This, okay. Here's, okay. So I'm going to take this specifically from the reading. gave me my favorite gift ever. The one on the boat Ooh. in that blue tunic. Ooh. Oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were talking about when she was crying with Bob because I've been using that like meme for years. Oh, no, it was I like, oh fuck, they were talking about they were talking about him being abusive. Damn, I forgot all about that. I yeah. I can't use this anymore. I I also forgot that happened in this season. Say this season was so much. How did we this, see this season traumatized us? That's why didn't nobody remember all this shit happened in this season. It traumatized us exactly. Please. I forgot that Chateau Charade even happened. I forgot that she actually let people in the building this and time. Even over uh, Shorty going in the basement. Bitch. When that, let me tell you something. Ileana, Elena, whatever that rat face bitch is, right? Charade's friend. Yes, I'm clocking you, ho. <laughs> you want a scrap, bitch? I am currently located in Brooklyn. I am bald head and brown skin. Good luck. Slap the first nigga you see and good luck, bitch. When that bitch came down, I was like, y'all ain't supposed to be down here. Bitch, shut your ass up. Shut up. Shut up. Stay home, girl. You know what the fuck the deal is. So this is my thing about the thing, right? When you invite people to a housewarming, they're going to want to tour the whole house. If there are areas of the home that are off limits because they're not completed construction, then just say that. Then just say that. But Sheree tried to front like her whole fucking house was finished while she tried to clock all the shit that she saw wrong with Kenya's house. Kenya's house wasn't done. Also, I don't understand the point of having housewarmings and houses that are incomplete. Like, just finish the house and fucking wait. I don't know. I here's the thing. I don't understand the point of Chateau Charest because her kids are almost grown. So it's just gonna be her and that dog in that big ass house by themselves. They're grown. Them kids don't let it. That's a waste of space. Completely and utterly. And money. Because bitch, it's just you. And well, and Martel Hoyt now. Oops. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just the two of y'all. I mean, y'all don't need that much space. He might just be there sometimes. Bitch, here's the thing. This nigga is all about a come up, right? Yes. So think about to think about um like, back to where he was yeah. like, oh, Melody had the licenses. Mm-hmm. I can do the work. This nigga's about to the come up. Storyline. Bitch, how much you want to bet the next season if Sheree comes back? Yeah, she's gonna be a real estate agent. I'm just saying he's gonna be popping up. Oh no, he's gonna be popping up, but she's gonna be a real estate agent because this is gonna be like, let's get this money together. Actually, you know what? He probably won't. Because I guarantee you that own contract will not let him pop up on the show. It depends. Because it's been a couple of years, so they might give the leeway for him to pop up on that show. Because I'm sure there's many a Real Housewives fan that hasn't seen Love and Marriage Huntsville. Because I didn't, I'd like seen it kind of in passing. To be perfectly honest, it wasn't until I guess when season three was airing that ever really hit my radar. And that was because these niggas was on Tasha K talking shit about each other. I had only seen it like the shit that hit the gossip blogs, you know, yeah, when, when the pictures when Martel copied Melanie's pictures and they kept calling that girl coleslaw, which is so funny to me. They kept and linebacker, there was coleslaw and linebacker, yeah. Um, meanwhile, yeah, Miss Wanda walking, walking around looking like the linebacker for the 49ers. Let's be perfectly frank, yes. I do think. Huh? end of season nine is when the show i mean the end of season three is when the show really really hit my radar like enough for me to say let me look and see what this is i'm tired of hearing about these people yeah and not knowing who the fuck they are and not knowing who the fuck they are because every other day is some bullshit with these people and it was always every every and it was literally every other day some bullshit people and i'm just like what the fuck is this like these niggas were giving interviews about each other and i I was like well okay first let's start here who are you <laughs> How did you become part of this co- any conversation? What is the conversation we have in? Exactly. Um, but season nine was like the probably the most like pivotal, at least for me, season. Um, my favorite season is obviously season 10. It's because once again, season 10 was airing the same year that George Floyd had died, and there was something very powerful about these. Black women who truthfully cannot stand each other uniting against this white woman and her bullshit. I do remember when season But season nine, nine needed to happen. When season nine was airing, I stopped watching it mid-season because I couldn't deal. No shade. Kind of the same. I was like, this is a lie. This is entirely too much. I stopped watching. But we're talking about like, we're talking about unsus- unsubstantiated sexual assault claims yeah. and it's when, sexual assault claims that were never brought to the producers before the cameras came the fuck up yeah because you always hear at these reunions people are like oh you went to the producers with this yeah. why was this not a thing which there's alleged there's a rumor about why Allegedly. but also now, granted, why did you not bring this up as a conversation if you were that concerned about it then you feel unsafe and if you right. feel unsafe what do these motherfuckers do? They bring that shit up to the producers and it did not happen. When the episode... We're talking about Portia and Candy, y'all. That was real vague. Yeah. 
Sorry, we didn't say that. I was trying to save that for later, but we can touch we'll her that. now and then dive back in later. Yeah, when the episode aired where Phaedra said that Shamia was fucking both candy and time. She doing them both. That's when I checked out. I said, this is this is going to a place that I don't want to go to. Yes. And I checked out. I didn't watch the rest of the season. I watched the reunion. And then I was like, wait, what? And then you said that. Right. I think a year or so later, I went back and watched season nine. But I also watched season 10 about two years after it aired because I didn't. I had kind of. Season nine was like traumatizing to be perfect. Yeah, I had checked out of the season altogether. So by the time I finished season nine, I think season 12 was airing. Yeah. And keep in mind too, season nine, season nine was even more of a shift because no shade, season eight was a flop of, it was a flop. was really Portia trying to go at Cynthia, which was weird. Portia trying to go at Cynthia, Kenya going at Kim Fields, Kim Fields even being there. I never in my life that thought that Kim Fields would so ever neither. need Real Housewives. Like it's she so, should not have been there. She's too smart. She's too talented. She yeah. was not there. She was not in her career at that point. And if anything, Kim Fields needs to wait another 10 years from, from literally today. And if she wants to do another Housewives show, go on Beverly Hills. Because that yeah. is like, at least in my mind, that is the type of... Um, um, career no 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 I mean as far as like career and access to money and being by proxy to money and that type shit yeah. she needs Beverly Hills not Atlanta that's no shade she's trying to get Candy to. needs Beverly Hills to be perfectly frank and honest that's where Cynthia trying to go to she Cynthia should be there she should and that would make perfect sense Cynthia can go into that group and fit right the fuck in her but also Garcia. still be very black at the same time. Her and Garcelle. Yeah. And not just Garcelle, but um Kyle. Uh yeah, they do. They are friends. They're cool. Yeah. And but they make also, sense being cool. I also I wish that this season of this is so outside. We're gonna get back to Atlanta in a second. But I wish that this season we would have gotten Cherie as a housewife and Will Smith's ex-wife. Yeah, because, you know, she's on there as a friend of the show this season. Because her and Garcelle are friends. Who, okay, who knows? Because remember, she did do that, um, what was that, Ex-Wives? Hollywood Ex-Wives? Yeah, but I just wish that we would have got her instead of that other lady. She's intense. She'll get the girls together in a way that, like, none of the girls are truly prepared for. But that other lady is really racist, and I don't like her. Who? Sutton? No, not her. There's another one? Yeah. Uh, what the fuck is it? Diana, I think. Oh, I don't know her. I haven't watched. Very I watched new. like the first two or three episodes of this current season. I haven't watched anything after that. Yeah, no, she this this current season is her first season. Okay. So they introduced her like beginning this, to mid-season. This is the one who... The Black content creators, bitch? Yes. Okay. It's she can... Yeah. She can she'll flop. I wish we would have got Sheree. Sheree, like 
as the new addition versus the sweaty. Honestly, no shade. Get rid of this bitch and put Cynthia and Sheree on. And I uh, like I'm also not convinced that this lady wasn't a madam running young girls. I wouldn't be surprised if you purposely. If you honest. watch the season, you'll completely understand why I said that. I'm I'm probably gonna watch it, but I probably won't start watching it to the reunion happens. Mm-hmm. Just because I want to just binge that shit and be like, all right, I watched it oh, and I'm, I'm done. Still behind. And on literally all of the all of the new episodes of any of them, I haven't watched mm-hmm. it yet. I'm about five episodes behind Atlanta. I'm five or six episodes behind on Beverly Hills because I was like, I'm gonna wait and then let the episodes build up and like watch them all. Yeah, in a row. If it's not Atlanta or Married to Medicine, I'm I'm not watching it week to week. Those two, I will watch week to week. I think I've watched two seasons of Mary Celeste. Bitch, when you got to Contessa, get into you know, when it. When they added Contessa, I checked out because I don't like her. No, Contessa, here's the thing. I didn't like Contessa her first season either. However, you start to like, and you her really start to like Contessa. Her husband's kind of, I don't like Heavenly either though. I don't like Heavenly. I don't like Heavenly. I don't like Heavenly. Um. I think maybe I, I started that. enjoying Contessa was because of her relationship to Heavenly, where she would check Heavenly, have to continuously check Heavenly, but for whatever reason, they're like, we're still friends. And at some point, Contessa's like, I don't want to talk to you. And these are the reasons why. I, I, I actually why. enjoy Contessa. I People her. hate her. I really liked I kind of like her. I did not like Contessa. Contessa gives very much so like real world girl first time on camera. So she's making all these like like stupid ass mistakes we and are, saying this stupid wait, ass shit. So in, far like, off topic. Let's oh yeah, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. It's not off topic because Quad, Toya, and Heavenly show up at Sheree's housewarming. They do. See? So we are on topic. There should be more Married to Medicine Real Housewives crossover outside of just Dr. fucking Jackie. Outside of just Dr. Jackie. Yes. Um, okay, Dr. so... Jackie checking all the girls' pussies. Like, it's so just... she... <laughs> and also, from what I hear, Jack, Dr. Jackie's like, no, no, no. I want my money up front. Oh, yeah. She don't play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Real Housewives of Atlanta, season nine. Uh, this season was the season in which Sheree makes a comeback and Nene is gone for her second season in a row. Nene left, yeah. I think this was Kenya's last season before she, I think this was her last season and then she, no, 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 because she no. was there 10. She was on 10. 10 was her freak out season when her and Mark had got together and they got married. It was so it was season 11 she was gone. Yeah, 10 was her freak out season. 11 was a season that she wasn't there and she showed up in the last episode, hella pregnant. At the Cynthia's party. Yeah, and Nene was pissed at Cynthia and Candy saying they set her up for whatever. And then she came back in 12. Yeah, that's it. Um, Cynthia was there the entire time. Candy was there the entire time. Um, Phaedra was also there the entire time. Apollo was not and neither was peter um peter got up out there you're like these houses full of shit i'm out of here (laughs) so this is the season um after this is the season where cynthia's divorce from peter becomes finalized which we see a lot of that like 
we saw them. I don't want to call it the fallout, but we see them having discussions I mean, after everything is done. Like we did, because it was like, we saw the, we, because we saw, it wasn't like the season didn't start with them being finalized with the, no, like they were still going through the motions. Peter was holding it up by not calling back the lawyer and Noel. Peter loved Cynthia and did not want it to happen. Yeah. Noel was like, well, neither one of y'all thought about me and how I was going to feel about this. And nobody asked me what I thought. And yes. We saw a lot of the motions around. We saw divorce. It's divorce. We saw, because we saw them get married and all the drama around yep. Mary. So, but it, we also saw an amicable divorce. Yeah. Even though Peter's a little messy and he was going around doing interviews and shit. But. He was, but it was still uh, legally it was an it amicable. Was still very divorce. amicable because even with and even when Peter was giving interviews, he never, never said anything that was disrespectful about her. It's just he he will always say he was blindsided by it. He was blindsided about it. Which um, it was these things that Portia Phaedra had said the previous season that added to it. Yeah, like he never, in no way, shape, form, or fashion, did Peter ever disrespect Cynthia. No, and I think that was probably, at least for me, when it came to their divorce, the most heartbreaking. Because even in those moments where um, where they were actually like, okay, we're divorced, we're in the same space, we're communicating, Peter was, you could still see in that man's face that he loved the fuck out of that woman. And Cynthia had some feelings for him, but wasn't but could not be in a relationship with him. Yeah, because being in a relationship with him made her uncomfortable. She was challenged. They Well, not even just that, but then it was like, I don't, I truly think, and this is just, I could be totally off base. I don't know these people, but I truly believe that Cynthia didn't have a full grasp and understanding of what being in the bar and restaurant industry is and how up and down and finicky the money gets in that industry. And not just that, I don't think she had a full understanding of what being in a truly long-term committed relationship that is on paper, what that means. Because she had never, she'd been running from marriage. All these times and never went through with it. Yeah. I mean, you, when you take something as fickle and finicky as the restaurant industry mm-hmm. and com- and combine it with something that is equally as fickle and finicky as a fucking marriage. And then throw a mother and sister that's kind of hating from the background. You know I, what? Yeah. because Not even the background. The fucking marriage certificate. Exactly. Like, you throw in her mother and sister and then she because her mother sweet as she can be she's bitter okay by that that time her sister was bitter so much so that sis went on to um iyana fix my life so there's that and and is since divorced from the man she was married to oh i didn't know they got divorced oh yeah they're divorced they're very divorced and then because I remember the rumors that he was fucking her daughter. They all said it wasn't true. If they all said it wasn't true, I don't believe it to be true. 
but it just it was in the blogs. It was out there that the reason they divorced because he was fucking her daughter. I genuinely do not believe that to be true. It just it, that doesn't like I mean not that people don't fuck kids people they raise all the time that shit happens literally all the time. But I just don't think that that was true in this situation. I think that she wasn't prepared to be with an athlete who played overseas. And as time went on, it got to her. It got to her, yeah. 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 I mean, it makes sense. makes total sense. And it got to him, too. I don't think that he understood. I don't think that he understood what it meant to be married to Cynthia Bailey's sister. The person who had been on Housewives at least at least two to three episodes every season that Cynthia was on. Yep. Except for the later seasons, which was kind of weird. Um, they not as close. Makes sense. After after Ayala, they didn't. They not as close. It's same thing that happened with the Braxton sisters after one of Ayala and shit started coming out. They after Tony Braxton said, I love my sisters, but I wouldn't want them as friends. Yeah. In front of her mama and daddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna watch that episode tonight because she she made me gag. (laughs) I was like, damn. I guess there really are no values in the Braxton family. I mean, listen, she they've been like. Uh, all of these women are very talented women. Yes. We all know that we wouldn't give a fuck about none of them if it wasn't for Tony. I mean, that's the truth. And she, side note, then back to Real Housewives, she tried her best for the rest of her sisters to make up for her going solo. And that was a level of guilt that, to be perfectly honest, she should not have been allowed to feel. And everybody in her family should have said, no, you made a move. And not only did you make a move, but you've done your best to set us up even after that move. move. And And thank you for that. You made a move and then made a way. That's exactly it. Thank you for that. It may not have worked out, but thank you for that. They were so resentful that she left them. Yes. Just say thank you for what you did. Fuck you hoes, I'm going. Who? Babyface and L.A. Reid said we want Oh, we don't want you. We don't want y'all. She, said, she never. We only want her. Fuck y'all hoes. I'm out. Like that's not what happened. No, like, no. That's how they act. Like she just said, "Peace out, bitches." Like that. She not was how- not the Diana Ross. She wasn't like, "Okay, girls, bye, bye." No, because she was like, "With my sisters," and they're like, "No, we want you." Yeah, and that was a level of guilt that she always dealt with. And anybody with any basic level human emotional intelligence would understand that that's a level of guilt that you probably have had. So I just want to say, let that shit go and thank you. But back to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Because we keep going to every other celebrity in Atlanta. Well, I mean, because they're all interconnected. Because these motherfuckers pop up on each other's shit all the time. I was going to say, wasn't Tamar at one of these events they was doing? Probably. We haven't even gotten brought up Rashida yet. Oh, yes. Rashida. Which I was surprised that she was... (laughs) <laughs> that surprise me. Not at the OLG thing. Oh, I think that's because that OLG thing wasn't a real event. It was just set up so that Mama Joyce could go in there and keep saying they was gonna blow Pedro the fuck up. <laughs> okay. 
So this season also features um, Phaedra receiving bomb threats when she, well, in her reality, wait, it's a man dropping wait, off a bomb no, CD. No, you cannot say it like that. Phaedra receiving bomb threats from a nigga with a grenade. The nigga that sound that song left, right, left, right, left. Remember that song? That's who it was. Oh, damn. Right. Well, because when he got out of jail after Phaedra was his lawyer, remember Bobby Brown said, I can't say what type of attorney she was, but every time she was my lawyer, I went to jail. He went to fucking jail. <laughs> after he went to jail, when Phaedra was his lawyer, he got out, he went to the office, some order she was going to do it was very clear he was not all the way there. It was very yeah. clear. That conversation. Then he shows up she keeps saying he was like, "Oh, I got bomb music." No, bitch, because home. Well, no, no, because she said initially. She she says right after that happens when she's in the car with. I think it was she might have been talking to Phaedra. She goes, "Yeah, I'm just dealing with this bomb threat stuff." Yeah. But when she gets in front of the other women, it turns into. Oh, yeah, he was dropping off a mixtape and he said that the CD is bomb and people misunderstood him. Yeah, but you had a bodyguard because remember, she had the whole nation of Islam in her damn office. Because, <laughs> you know, these niggas, they get in trouble and go find the nation of Islam. You know what they do. Well, I mean, especially Attorney Parks, because anytime she's in trouble, she just says Black Lives Matter and then disappears. And Michael Jackson. Oh, my God. I mean, he went and got the Nation of Islam too when he was fighting Tommy Mateo. Remember that? When he was running? <laughs> you don't remember that? <laughs> Hold on. He was Hold on. Tommy Mateo and he was running around with the Nation of Islam. They was going back and forth to court. You really don't remember that? Michael Jackson, Tommy Matola, and the Nation of Islam, a tale. That's what he did this to call him the devil. Oh you don't God. remember that? <laughs> Bitch, there is it. Oh my God. <laughs> No. <laughs> and of course they got Al Sharpton's black ass up here too. He was at all the court hearings too. That's when Michael Jackson sort of stand doing this, calling Tommy Matoli the devil. And they was trying to get Mariah Carey to testify. And she said, I don't want shit to do with none of it. She said, This ain't got nothing to do with my black ass. Literally. She's like, I know. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with that. I don't want to see this nigga no more. Leave me alone. I know, that's right. Give me my peace. Stop bringing him into my space. <laughs> no, 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 no. He already done tried to ruin my career more than once. Let's it. Not just career, but life. Yeah. It's like, just let me be. Stop bringing him in my space. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What the fuck were we talking about? Phaser running around with Nation of That's yeah. how got to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Jackson. Um, I, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> God rest your soul or something with your soul. Whatever. Happening. I don't fucking know. Whatever's happening with yourself. I don't know. Um, mind shit at this point. Phaedra spends this entire season trying to play the victim while also trying to play this holy roller. I just want peace. It's like, bitch, you are creating the chaos. Hold on. Don't go too far with the chaos, okay? Not yet. <laughs> um she spends this entire season not only playing, like not only pretending pretending to be victimized, yeah. Um, which she might have been by Apollo. That's not up for discussion. 
but she spends her entire relation, like her entire time this season lying about her relationships and interactions with and what's happening as far as like the divorce from Apollo under the guise of, well, I don't want to tell these women because I don't like these girls and I don't trust these girls. It's like, bitch. I'm not going to say that she was victimized by Apollo. I don't. Here's the thing, though. I'm not going to get into that because we don't know. And she truly might have been. This is what I'm going to say. Okay. Because I don't want to say she was or wasn't because we don't know. That's what I was like. No. But based on what we saw, I am going to say that based on what we saw and what we have heard over the years, I am going to say that (coughs) she was an undeserving recipient of a lot of apollo's anger and intimidation there we go that's fair but i don't want to go as far as to call her a victim because if even a fraction of what we heard about them is true she victimized him okay also so here's the thing too with that right um when it comes to because a lot of this two people are the main sources of this conversation it's apollo nida and it's angela stan right both claim to be victims of phaedra park but here's the thing though only at least in my eyes one of those victims of quote-unquote victims of or alleged victims of phaedra parks is anywhere near credible there's only one and that's Apollo because Angela Stanton to me is not in any way shape form or fashion at this point knowing the things that I know a Uh credible source and because when it all came out she was trying to sell a book not just not just sell a book but even her um her congressional run in 2020 for Georgia her going on her being a congressional candidate Mm -hmm. and going on Dr. Phil to demean and uh, demean, degrade and diminish her trans daughter publicly. Yes. I can't treat you as a credible source. And not only that bitch, but the tracing reality, bitch, hold on here. Here's the real tea girl. Chasing reality did a like five person. She popped up twice. Cause she popped up on, I think it was season three of Chasing Atlanta for no reason. Yeah, with Gardini for no reason. I was and she popped up on the chasing reality um talk show that they were doing for a little bit two whole ass episodes to be nothing more than transphobic homophobic to dive into aspects of like to dive deep not into aspects in just deep ass into massage noir and not just that but black respectability politics and black classism all of these things are fucking interconnected and was just free to do so also the bitch supports trump so at this point in my life if (laughs) apollo isn't saying it then I have to give it a grain of salt. I that's have to go, oh, okay, I don't know nothing about that. But Apollo goes, hey, this is big. It's like, oh, okay, sir. That's the thing. It's like, this is why I... Which I don't trust. I don't trust straight men, especially not fine-ass straight men, especially not fine-ass light-skinned straight men. I don't trust them niggas. I just, given, given the history that we have on Phaedra, we know Phaedra has a fleeting acquaintance with the truth 
I mean, that's also very true. We also know Phaedra's good for a bunch of $10 words, but not say nothing. Bitch, not even $10 so, words. I will say that shit, she used the two for five words on sale. So you, that, you know when open pit barbecue sauce goes on sale? That's what she's using. Bitch, you brought up open pit. Because you can get that shit <laughs> for $4, four bottles for $7.50 on sale in the dead of summer. But this is why I say she was the undeserving recipient possibly yes. undeserving recipient of i mean his i'm not gonna say his anger because if he's angry with her that is what it is you can be angry with whoever you want it was the response it was the aggression that's it that was undeserving and uncalled for especially as a person who is currently facing charges you i at least in now, my right mind it, i would think it's like yo let me chill happened. out because the cameras are here right face it, it all the aggression happened. let alone the mother of my child all the aggression happened season eight. But season seven, season eight, yeah. Yeah. But no, season that, seven, because season eight, he was in jail. No, no, he wasn't. Season eight was the reunion where uh she read Kenya talking about all you knew is the your donor needed ten dollars to get a medium pizza. That was season eight. I thought that was season seven when they were in all white. The reunion right before he went to jail. Okay. That was season eight, because he was sitting there in that damn um affliction shirt and i was pissed with all them goddamn rhinestones when i was like the fuck are we doing here i remember this distinctly because when had, you are highly attractive and light-skinned you just get away with anything because he had them damn sunglasses on and that fucking affliction t-shirt and i was like what are we doing like you couldn't take the time to get dressed nigga like this he is the know. one time that y'all real clothes he did not that, that nigga did not care because he turned himself in Two or three days after that. Okay. Um, but season, but all that set up what happened in season nine because season eight is where you saw the breakdown of Phaedra and Candy's relationship. Yeah, it had started in season seven, but you see, it, you see it actually start to hit in season eight. But and season and nine is like who's this bitch? Like, why would you keep Apollo's stuff here? And why would yes. you? And then Phaedra sent the feds to Candy's house. Alleged. She says she didn't. Oh, that hasn't been cleared up yet? Because I re I distinctly remember somewhere seeing that she said she did. She says she didn't. Season nine, she says she, she, says she did not. And oh, Candy I explained and said, well, these are the reasons why, because... You and I just had words on uh, one or two days prior to this happening. Apollo and, was going through all these things, and you know that Apollo and Todd Apollo were friends. Was there. His, yeah. his, no, his bikes were there. Full of people knew that his bikes were there. It's not like exactly knew. So yep. I mean, whether she said she did or not, like we're not stupid. You can say what you no, want. but sure, have, allegedly, say, allegedly, yes. allegedly, we'll say that allegedly. She said, because honestly, really everything that we don't see on camera is all allegedly. We don't know these people. Right. So allegedly she sent the feds to Candy's house. But that's what kind of opened the, I, I like to say open the hole for the seed to be planted. 
Yeah, that was the, the beginning. Big yeah, thing of what happened in season nine with the accusations of sexual assault and things of the nature, because had it not been for this splintering, kind of wholly because of Apollo's aggression towards Phaedra, which I always said, this seems weird. Same. Why is he so aggressive toward her? Because he will always say, don't play with me, Phaedra. Like he was- Like there was something more to the story. That he didn't, that he wasn't, that he was like, don't make me say it. You know what I mean? I always thought that. It was because most niggas going to jail, they kind of love and cuddle on. They want to spend, they want that last bit of time to be like good. Right. And it's like this level of aggression, it always said to me, there's more to this story that we don't know. Yeah. And then we started to get that more to the story come season nine, because that's when Angela said was like, no, this bitch said all this up. That's when Apollo started doing these from jail interviews saying that she said all this up. Yeah. And we went to jail behind the shit she was doing because he and then he also said there was three or four more people that was involved that also went to jail because they was all doing the shit for her. Because and then he said something like, "Because how often is she doing anything law law related?" And then I got to think, "You're filming this show for three to four months at a time, and we never see you with a client. Only like not a case. The only case we saw was Sheree's case, but we know that was fake because the judge they had in there wasn't even." The actual judge whose name was on the bench for the charade case, yeah. Okay, oh, so the judge on the they have the I don't remember what the judge's name, but I remember I saw somewhere that I googled it myself because you could see the judge's name plate on mm-hmm. the show. And remember, it was a white lady, but when you google that judge's name, that is a black man. Oh. So that was even, and then honestly, come on, you really think if that was a real court case, Bob could do the bullshit he was doing in there? Yes, because it's the American judicial system. And they don't even let you film real court cases like that. Some judges, it's up to the judge. It, but it's up Some big, judges allow cameras in. Not in divorce not proceedings. In divorce proceedings, because sensitive financial information could come out. And I'm, I'm actually trying to think, like, what other shows actually went into the court during a divorce proceeding? And it was, yeah, none that I can think of. None of them. Because they made that shit up. Because Sheree and Bob had been divorced. That was a child support thing. They're definitely not going to let you in the court for a child support case because it's all about financial information. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, season nine continued and carried on Sheree's, how do I say this? Um, cheapness that we first actually really saw in season three, specifically with that court case in Phaedra. Mm-hmm. Where she was like, well, you can't, you didn't come prepared because Bob came prepared and Phaedra's like, I just hooked this up and you just retained me. Exactly. You just gave me the money. You just, just yes the money so i didn't do no work on it because you had not because you just paid me you just retained me 
not even paid me. You just retained me. You just put the down payment down to even have me be your lawyer. Yeah. Um, she does that with, she does that in conversations about the Chateau. I think probably the dumbest and at least to me most annoying to a certain degree because she kind of did have a point um, moment was when Cynthia was doing the bag line. Yeah. And Sheree repeatedly was like, what well, is Cairo being, is Cairo being compensated? And, and Cynthia said, well, he'll get some bags. He'll get a bag. And she said, A, as if she, he, he was deserving of multiple. Um, and but Cynthia had to keep reminding her, it's like, this is his first fashion show. But she also said coming out the gate, he was going to be in New York Fashion Week. And it's like, Cairo is fine. Cairo is not really a model, though. He could be, but he needs the right coaching, needs, the right time, and the right agency. Yeah, he needs coaching. He needs, because it's like, he's he's very fine. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, he's not. He very much is. But he doesn't have the presence. That's what I mean. He needs coaching. He needs time. Like, the thing is, as fine as he is, I almost always forget he's in the room. Honestly, yes. Same. So, no, he's not about to jump out the window and be in Plus, also, too, he's, like, 19, 20. And he's also well over six feet, and most models and most male models in New York Fashion Week are right around six feet. He could do, like, a... um he can do like a chromat or a chromat-esque show where they're showing other types of bodies no, especially like tall and thicker and like and what now, now given where the industry is there's definitely more opportunities but when cynthia told her you're really tall which like she told cairo you're really tall which limits your opportunities she yeah like, don't tell him to think small it's like no bitch it's called think realistic but unfortunately like, yeah this is why you have been building a house for 15 years. The beach. This is why we're still waiting on shambles by Sheree. 10 whole ass years later. Over 10 years. And honestly, 13 years later. The wild we got a yoga mat and a water bottle. Mama has a multi-million dollar brand because we ain't seen shit from that damn brand. Not and we still anything. talk about it. And if she just got her shit together, that shit will sell out immediately because not everybody wants a piece of she by Sheree. And everybody, here's the thing. Everybody would buy a piece of She Buy Sheree solely for the fact that it came out. It could be ugly it as out. fuck. It, it was the simple fact that it life. came out. It's People would be like, oh, bitch, I'm wearing She Buy Sheree. And it would be a tackle. Don't fucking wear it. They would right. buy it. And it'll just be at the house because yes. it finally came out. Because it's She Buy Sheree, bitch. And- and people gonna put that shit on and take their Instagram pictures and be like, Ada White, she got fashions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not quite as dreadful as I thought, Dwight. <laughs> like, Sheree is always focused on probably the, not even probably, just completely and utterly the wrong things. Um, I, I realized like season nine, and then especially season 10, season nine was the beginning of the, why is this bitch here again? Because she's a she's a oh. do bitch. She's a run tell that ass bitch. Season nine did that for you because I thought that well she was gone all that time and came back season nine. Right, but my when I when I first had the idea of why is Sheree here, it was like season four, really. Yeah, when they went to Africa. Oh, oh, yeah, oh. 
But then what really did it for me is when she called Kim and was like, well, Candy said you ain't come because you wouldn't hold a black baby. First of all, Candy didn't say that. Candy did not say that. Cynthia said that. And even then, Cynthia didn't even really say that. And I'm about to say, and that's not even what she said. She said, I can't see Kim holding a black baby. I can't see, I can't picture Kim holding a little black baby. That's what she said. And then bigger than that, why did you have to tell her anyway? Because she, that's why I call Sheree the do bitch. She can't do nothing for herself, but she can. The thing that she definitely can do is run back and tell some bitches shit. She's a run, tell that ass bitch because she has no storyline. Yeah, because if she didn't finish her house, she would honest. have nothing. She's very much like I keep everybody honest. I'm like, no, that's you not don't. You do. just cause problems. You're causing- and you don't even cause problems in an interesting way because you are not interesting. Nope. Like your charade becomes interesting when certain bodies around, right? So my hope, uh, my hope for season 15, right? 15 year anniversary is for it to be a throwback season. Who? When they bring Phaedra back? I want, I want OGs, even with the new girls. So I want Nene, I want Candy, I want Cynthia, I want Kim, I want Sheree. I want Lisa Wu and Deshaun with Drew um kenya who else is there and portia like i want like the all-stars to come back and some of the other girls that like weren't really all-stars but got cut a little too soon i think deshaun snow got cut too soon she was born in Same. the first season, but everybody's born in the first season i think lisa Wu was on the chopping block but that's why she started doing all that extra shit at the first reunion so well she went to hollywood divas yeah, but that was like after like season three of Atlanta. I think she was on two or three seasons. She was on she two. Kept popping up too, remember? She yeah. She kept really popping up at their parties and shit. I mean, she popped up this season at Sheree's housewarming. She did. She did. I think, what was I going to say? Oh, no. So the rumor mill is, and this is the rumor mill. I don't know nobody that worked for Bravo, so this shit could be totally fake. The rumor mill is this is Candy's last season. I've been here, we but we've been hearing that for years, and eventually it's going to be true. And because this is Candy's last season, they're bringing yeah, Phaedra's going to come back, and that's why they had her do this ultimate girl trip. I already, yeah, I figured that. I figured that if that was a possibility, like I, I was yeah. like, okay. They, they want to test to see how the fans respond to Phaedra. And they the fans really want Phaedra. Now, I want... I do... All right. I don't necessarily give a fuck if Phaedra's back on that show or not. Because she's kind of a moot point. She's entertaining. She's a great TV villain. Yeah, but when she's the villain. When she's the villain. When she's not, she's boring. She's just like, she's just there. And she's like, I've got witty commentary. It's like, no, you don't, you puss face. Oh. Her face, she looks like, you remember that cartoon from Hanna-Barbera called Snagglepuss? Yes. I her entire face looks like Snagglepuss. Like the entire body. I want, puss face. But I want Phaedra back while Candy is, Candy is still back. Yeah. Because the whole reason to have her back is to see her and Candy interact all these years later. Yes. 
Because if Candy could get past it with Portia, could she get past it with Phaedra? But and, and rightfully so, Candy's probably like, I'm not doing that. Oh, like, no. I'm not giving this bitch. Right. I'm not giving this bitch a check because essentially, Candy at that moment would be giving Phaedra a check. Now it's like, granted, it was easier for her to get past it with Portia once she realized that it didn't even come from Portia. Portia was just dumb enough to repeat it. No, she just, you know, what she did with that. Uh, I feel like Candy was like, I just don't want this shit to be talked about anymore. So mm-hmm. let's just be done. I think that she moved on from it specifically for that reason. That was it. She just didn't want to talk about it. I think that she definitely still questions. Like I would, anybody with any basic kind of common sense would, well, anybody that watches the show would question, wait, Candy? But I have a theory. Mm-hmm. So stop and think about this for a quick sec, bitch. The allegations against Tad, Todd and Candy were the exact same allegations against Tiny and T.I. Yep. Um, my theory is that the gossip was somebody from Escape and because Tiny and T.I. were on TV, but not really popping like that, for real, for real, that it would the assumption was it was Candy. Um, but really, it was... But the thing, and even with that, see, the only reason that theory is a little shaky for me is because we have been hearing about what Tiny and T.I. was doing for ages. Well, see, I only heard about her continuously taking the hit for his ass. Oh, no. I have been hearing about, and maybe because I go back and forth to Atlanta, I have been hearing about them and the different women they pick up in the clubs. I have been hearing about the intimidation tactics. I have been hearing about all of this for years. Well before we got to the point where Shorty released that video. And so like, like when I tell you, I have been hearing about this shit for, I want to say I was 22 the first time I heard that. Damn, okay. I have been hearing about that shit for years. Damn. Yeah, like 22, 23 the first time I heard that. But then I, I've always been like, well, ain't nobody made a formal complaint and I don't know these niggas, so I ain't got shit to go on. So I just did I just never paid no attention to it. It's very curious to just like think about the things that were said and be like, damn, that's exactly what I had never said actually, about tiny and DI. I actually put that together until you just said it. When I was re-watching this like for the specifically for the show i was like god i was like damn and maybe i didn't put it together because i had been hearing that about ti and tiny for so long that it was just a part of their lore to me and that could be why i never put it together like in the way you did you know let me just set this right here, right? And this is going to be controversial yet brave, okay? Whatever you say that, I know is coming. Um, personally, I think Candy and Todd are a far more attractive couple than T.I. and Tiny. Is that up for debate? Okay. I thought it was slightly controversial. I think Candy is, I hate to, I hate to boil it down to this, this is fucked up, but I think Candy is so much prettier especially like as the seasons went on and candy got thick oh candy's gorgeous that bitch is stacked she is candy's gorgeous the thing is it was like in the 90s 
Tiny was looked at as the sex symbol. Tiny, like, yeah, because she was light skinned. Right. She was cute and petite and ready to eat. Now she just looks like the pig that should be eaten. I don't Oops. even. The thing about Tiny, I don't. I so T.I. Like, is not attractive. Todd is far more handsome. T.I. has never been attracted to me. And I don't give a fuck what anybody got said. No. Like, he's not cute. I've never thought that T.I. was. T.I. looks like a an unerect, uncut penis. I won't go that far. <laughs> but I will say. T.I. looks like a Dominican's uncut penis. See, I'm not doing that. Literally not doing that. And the fact that it was that specific, it's just wild to me. Okay. I have seen them, and T.I. looks exactly like it. Yeah, no, I, I'm not doing that with you. I also look like a penis, so it's fine. <laughs> Maybe bald men just look like penis. No, bald men always look like uncut penises <laughs> of different ethnicity. When I tell you that it's never so naive, I would have thought of it. <laughs> also, tiny, to me, Tiny would be fine bullshit <laughs> in her face. Her them blue eyes fuck me up every time. That bitch is walking around looking like Sammy Davis Jr. with a wig on. Not Sammy Davis Jr. Damn, what is that man's name? Smokey Robinson with a wig I on. Play Ray Charles because he the one that his eyes had turned ice blue before he started wearing them sunglasses. Oh my god, yeah, like, with a coral lipstick. Shout out to you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a penis and Smokey Robinson <laughs> with an ungrateful, raggedy ass son and a daughter who's probably too traumatized because for whatever reason her father thinks it's acceptable to give her pelvic exams. Her father also thinks the presence of a hymen indicates virginity. So that's exactly what I was that was what I was referring yes. to. We all um, know to be running and that shit will break. He's that nigga's fault. Hell, you could some of you like if you like me, you never had one to begin with. Shit. Uh, look, Hyman, who is she? I I mean, no, literally, I never I never had one. I was not, I never had one. Apparently it broke when I was a baby. Oh my god. I don't I was I don't know. Baby shaking syndrome. No. <laughs> because I remember this is so wild and like wildly personal, but follow me here. When I got my first, my first exam by the OBGYN, I was asked three times, was I sexually active? And I was like, no, literally not at all. Cause I was well, well into adulthood before I fucked the first time. And she was like, huh, you're just one of those girls that never had a hymen. I was like, I guess I'm not. Cause it, it was never there. Well, can I buy it at Costco? I mean, it doesn't need to come in bulk. I didn't think people actually had them because I didn't know anybody that had one. I thought shit was made up because I was young and stupid and nobody around me had a hymen, so thought shit was made up. You know, niggas would look at you and be like, what the fuck is that? Right. Well, I was Your talking- pussy? What's wrong with your pussy? I was talking to <laughs> girls who went to the OBGYN, like Cause you know, girls share notes on their first exam, and I was like, "But did you have one? No, you, no, you, no." I did not know that. Yeah, we share notes because it's uncomfortable. We get spice out too. 
I mean, talk to God. That's what I do. Yeah, dear God, it's me, Margaret. You also don't get a metal duck bill shoved up your pussy either. No, but I get this cotton swab shoved down my dick. Yeah, not a metal duck bill yanking your pussy. Well, also too. Why they cotton swab inside your pussy? No, I've had I've had rectal. Yeah, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. One time, it's all that needed to happen. Thank God. We got to do this shit yearly or every six months if you. Sleep. I'm not doing that. Fuck that, bitch. You ain't sticking shit up my ass. If you're um, active every six months. If you're just if you just regularly active, usually yearly. Well, speaking of getting fucked up the ass, let's talk about Todd Stewart because <laughs> he got dragged. <laughs> this he shouldn't. Your Porsche's boyfriend. He should have never been on this season because he. It, it was just a, one embarrassing moment after another. But was that her boyfriend or was that just something for her to talk about? Because I, like, when I tell you them two niggas were so awkward with each other, it was like Kenya and Walter. They were so awkward. It was like, do y'all know each other? Because the fuck is it going was. It really they, was. They were so awkward but, and uncomfortable. Like, he was... I awkward. think it was awkward because... Todd is not used to that level of cameras in That's spaces. That's possibility because it was just it was like, do y'all know each other? I'm confused. Bitch, that baby not. When she fell out that bed, that shit was funny to me. When this bitch broke out that baby up and passed it to uh, Todd, and this nigga read it and was like, "This is extortion." <laughs> It's like, yes, the fuck it is. When she said baby nip, I was like, what type of stupid shit are we doing now? <clears throat> Y'all aren't even seriously dating like that to even have conversations truly Y'all about like children. Fucking. Y'all not even fucking to have conversations about kids. And I mean, let's be honest, you know that nigga, you know that nigga's big. Todd is fine. Todd Stewart was fine. When I tell you, I genuinely couldn't tell you what he looked like. Really? Oh, I remember. Literally no impression on me. That man. Well, we also have, we're also coming off the hills of like years with Dennis, which I hate to say it, fitting into the category of being a pudgy black man with a bald head and facial hair from Detroit. We all look alike. Because, <laughs> bitch, I look at pictures of Dennis and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Why the fuck you think I'm wearing this neoprene fucking waist trainer? There's somebody else I know who I think listens to this show that reminds me of Dennis. I tell him all the time. <laughs> Aaron looked like Dennis. I look like Dennis. <laughs> Dennis looked like Dennis. Like it's three biggest that it, we look like Dennis. We all look the fucking same. We all have the same fucking aesthetic. Comfortable clothing, ball heads, and facial hair. The wild part is Dennis and Portia was one of those couples to me that was like y'all make so little sense that y'all make sense that's the thing say okay so that that was the thing with dennis and portia i like that was the one i was like oh i get this because it was so reminiscent and so familiar from detroit right you see in detroit because it's like right but i get it (laughs) once again speaking as a bald head pudgy dude with with random facial hair who's attractive um the last relationship i was essentially dating a porsche and it makes sense because that porsche type is very kind very sweet kind of loving but also brats and you need somebody that's like a little bit of a brat tamer you know what i mean and dennis gives 
Detroit Floods black uh, black tamer, but he also liked spoiling the shit out of her and all of those yeah. things. Like that was that one that fucked me up because I really hoped that two of them would still be together because at least to me they made perfect sense. Because that's all I've ever seen in fucking Detroit. I just especially it, when it comes to pretty girls. I just find it really funny that me and Dennis have the same robe. That is hilarious to me. I'm not surprised. That because that nigga's from Detroit. That Versace robe, I have the same one. I think. Have you ever had his hot dogs? No, it is funny because when Does I was he have a place out here. No, they were in Atlanta, and when I was just in Atlanta, his restaurant was like one exit up from my hotel, and I never made it because I didn't make it to OLG either. Oh right, but OLG, never mind. No, I'm gonna try hot dogs because I knew we were doing this. But no, I know, but I also was like was so much other shit happening that I never, I never made it there. But yeah, I um the, I mean, the reviews I, are decent. Yeah, no, yeah, very much so. But they don't take reservations. That was the thing. Yeah, it's, everything's walking. I didn't have time to get there and stand in line and try to. Like, I didn't have time for that. No, because it's like a two and three hour wait. Yeah, because I had shit to do, and even if I would have got there, like right at noon i know the niggas getting there like 11 o'clock niggas line up and like i know they're lining up and i just didn't have that kind of time that weekend I Shit, outside it, of olg olg to go and blaze yeah i didn't i didn't even try to go to blaze because i don't eat steak so it didn't make sense to me. yeah it's all steak and seafood but yeah i don't eat steak and i'm allergic to seafood so that didn't make sense but i rolled past dennis's restaurant like literally three to four times a day but I never had time to stop because every time I was like going to the hotel because the kids were tired yeah. or I was leaving the hotel to go do something else. You yeah, know? you just had other things to do. Yeah, I had a lot of shit going on. So next time I go down there. Get a hot dog. You're going to come with me and we're going to do I'm that. not going to Atlanta. Yes, you are. No. Yes, you there are. There is nothing. Nope. I'm okay. No. There's not, Atlanta is not a place for me. You're going to come and we're going to do the Real Housewives food tour. Um, Atlanta is not the place for me. This is gonna happen. Mm-mm. That's access, access to excess, and not just excess, but every black gay porn star that is popping right now is in Atlanta. Oh yeah, um, and, and it will definitely have to be after monkeypox. Oh, I'm not talking about <sighs> tomorrow, bitch. Like it'll be. Some- I'm like, I'm not going to Atlanta because I will I know- die. It's like I know so many of the black gays. Atlanta is where black gays go to die. And I'm not gonna go. So That's the wild part. Like I go It's like Boca Raton for black gays. It's like I'm I not there yet. Phone call and I'm in like this black gay mecca. I know all of them. No, so I'm okay. It's definitely it's Boca Raton for gays. That's where they go shit. and end up casket ready. I am a okay. Now when shit settles, but I feel like we should do this. Maybe. Yeah. Let me let me sweat some more off sitting in this waist trainer. We'll see what happens. I mean, I, last time I was down there, I saw the weight. I'm not surprised. It was like random, and it was I was in my car, and I happened to see him going into somewhere. So it wasn't like it was like, hey, Dwight. Like it wasn't like that. No, driving by, and I was like, was that the white? Like, it's like, bitch. I also wouldn't be like, hey, no, because these hoes be like, hey, you now owe me five dollars. Like, no, bitch, fuck you. Yeah, I, was like, I don't <laughs> literally nothing from you. I just happen to recognize you. Um, this was also, it wasn't just the season of sexual assault, but it was also the season of domestic violence. 
um, dealing with Kenya and Matt. Uh, Matt came. Oh, this happened this season too. Yeah. I, I just literally, so let me tell y'all, because I'm a, it's, this about to be a full disclosure moment with the audience, right? We are recording this at night because I watched this whole seat, well, most of the season. I skipped some episodes because I remembered what happened. Yeah. But I watched this today, right? The day we're recording this is the day I watched it. And I might, this episode might be out tomorrow. We'll see. But <laughs> the day that we recorded this is the day that I watched this episode. And which means, so we're recording this. It is now 11.48 at night. I finished this at 10.30. So one hour ago. And I was so traumatized that I forgot about this whole Kenya and Matt storyline. So much bullshit happened this season. <laughs> Because it wasn't just Kenya and Matt, but it was also Sheree and Bob, too. Mm -hmm. You get, like, the past domestic violence with the the current, the the juxtaposition of current domestic violence. Sheree and Bob, I didn't forget, but it's because the scene where they're in the car in Hawaii... Where he was like, yeah, there was a time where I wanted to unbuckle your seatbelt. You were asleep and I was going to slam on the brakes. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, did I choke you out? Yeah, I think I did choke you out. But it wasn't- oh, no. Could you still breathe? Could you still breathe? That's what yeah. it was. And she's over there like a mess. Yeah. And I remember, like, even today, when I first watched it, and even today, I my stomach turned. Yeah. But then also... I remember, like, this is why I checked out. Yeah, this season was a lot. Gross and so exploitive and so, like, it's so exploitative. It's so disgusting. It's so, like, everything about this is really, really gross. And, like, say what you want about Sheree. Nobody. That's exactly it, truthfully, because I cannot stand that one. However, nobody deserves this. Relive that type of trauma. Nobody deserved it from the get go, and then to have to relive it on camera. Nobody, like, she didn't deserve it. And she never talked about that. And she didn't deserve to be forced to relive it because you wanted ratings. That's, yeah. Yeah. that and it was like, yep, this is why I checked out because that was so. I, I hate to say it though, and but the way no shade. That, that was her storyline this season. It was, and it was an endearing storyline, but that was all we got out of it. Yeah, it was. And then we got the chateau. The way it was handled was gross to me. Yeah, definitely. When they talked about it on the reunion. It was gross to me because the other cast members were like, "No, that was fucking disturbing." But and Andy Cohen is still trying to make light of. He that's he, that's just his that's, that's him that's his bullshit because he's not a journalist. He's <laughs> although we throw that around. Here. I am a journalist, and we report truth. Um, we throw that term around very loosely. But... Well, of course you do. Yeah. The the one thing that I thought was from a storytelling standpoint that was interesting was having Kenya who's experiencing these moments of 
um, violence and intimidation. And then having Phaedra, uh, not Phaedra, I'm sorry, having Sheree at the same time, having these after conversations, trying to build a relationship of some kind uh, with the father of her children and trying to work that out. I, I did think from a storytelling standpoint that truly was compelling. Yeah. Um, what I did not like was when Kenya having going through this shit, Kenya was reaching out to and defending Sheree. Sheree was so easy to fall back into that Kenya is a provoker conversation, mm -hmm. which we know this is a situation of two things being true, right? Two things can be true. Kenya has the capability to provoke bullshit out of people, right? The main, the main case in point is when Portia dragged Kenya. Yeah. Main case in point. Um, you are not going to break a bullhorn out and put it in my face. No. That is an act of violence, especially when the only thing that I'm trying to do is speak. You're attempting to silence me. Not only that, you're attempting to demean and degrade me on a public platform. That in and of itself is an act of violence. Yes. Did Kenya deserve to get her ass dragged? No. Kenya deserved to get her ass punched in the face a few times. So <laughs> let's be clear. But when it comes to that season eight and they call her provoker when that nigga spazzed out on meth and or crack and was causing a problem and mm -hmm. shoved his aunt and that bitch was knocked out cold and then came back later in that her panties so in that weird. fucking that that hospital so gown. Like that, she did not deserve that. No. She did not deserve Matt coming in and spraying the cameras and, and busting windows and Literally doors out. Terrible. She does not deserve that. And the thing is, it's so so after the season aired, because I feel like we have to tell Matt's side of the story. After the season aired, Matt's said, side of the story is he got arrested again for punching his girlfriend in the face. No, he did. But before that happened, he said that Kenya and Bravo manipulated the footage, the situation. That's bullshit. He, no, not saying it's true. I'm just saying what he said. Yeah. That's when he came out saying that Peter and Ty was telling him to make Kenya pay him because they were getting money from their wives to be. Yeah, but those are their wives. And but it's like, come on now, they're on a show, Bravo's fan, and they're not getting shit from their wives. Let's just be honest. No, these niggas don't get paid. Oh, half don't. of these dudes, no, half of these dudes oh. don't get paid. There's a portion of there's a few. Todd might be yeah. one of very I, few. I can't envision Todd and Peter not getting paid because they drove storylines. Todd, I, I don't think Peter got paid, but I think Todd and Kyle Richards' husband. I know Mauricio gets paid. Are the because one the Mauricio few like ones, the and maybe PK are the few ones who get paid because Mauricio be like the linchpin of storylines on Beverly Hills, like shit, like his events be the backdrop for to a lot of shit on Beverly Hills. So I know he's getting paid. Also, Mauricio, like Kyle, is the linchpin of yes. it's to say it again. Kyle but is the linchpin of, of that show, that so that makes sense. And same thing with with Candy and Todd; like they essentially have become yeah. like the anchor of the show. Like, without Kyle Richards, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills doesn't really exist. No, just like I mean, granted, 
now we can't imagine Real Housewives of, of Atlanta without Candy, but there was a time that we couldn't imagine it without Nene either. That's also very true. And I think that Atlanta has been successful in a way that none of the other franchises none of the other have, franchises have been bringing in enough compelling personalities yeah that you're not reliant on one i mean for god's sakes we've had marlo for the last like 12 years and she just finally got her beach got her beach yeah Shit, they might even bring demetria back remember her shit i forgot she was even out there <laughs> But they might bring her that bitch back. Should they might put on light skin Keisha while you're playing because she's been randomly filming she with them. Supposed to be on this season. I thought so, but we're we're yeah. halfway through, so she might pop up in some shit. Yeah, she might pop up as a friend of in the later because I think yeah, just for like a spot or two. But that's when they were saying there was there was talk of getting rid of Drew. So, yo, also <laughs> kind of on some like. Okay, so let's, I want to use this as the intro to dive further into um, the candy conversation, okay? Um, I think her name is, it's Kamaya something. Kamaya Scott. Yes. Kamaya Scott, is that it? Or Am I confusing Kamaya her? Scott, I think I'm mixing girl? Kamaya and B Scott, but Kamaya, we'll call her that because her first name is Kamaya. The, yes. Uh, yeah, it's Amaya. She was supposed to be featured on um, Real Housewives of Atlanta way back in like season seven, season eight. Yeah. <laughs> I do believe that now is the time for Bravo to cut the bullshit and to throw this bitch on. Yes. Because you want a girl that's going to give, a girl that is insane, a girl that is beautiful give it to us but this is the thing and this is the problem and to be perfectly honest this is also why i'm happy that we have not seen her there has been a long standing and running um uh deeply rooted homophobia and transphobia across every season of the show yeah. and one of the main storylines is steeped into that yeah. um and I would just prefer for Kamaya Scott to live a happy life and to be on to be be on a show, but to be on a show that's something that is going to um, respect her and her entity and who she is as a living, breathing human being, and to drag her for character flaws. Yeah. Like, don't go after the body, don't go after the character. The way that Love and Hip Hop did it. With exactly. Um, Truthfully, that because Sydney Star is a fool. Not even just Sydney Star. Remember what was it? D. D. Wood. D. Ross. D. What was the fuck was that? That trans girl's name that was on Atlanta. Even then, she came at it and still had a regalness about her, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of. She was kind of a dick, though. Like she, she was an asshole. Don't get me wrong. She was a fucking asshole. Yeah. But that was a character flaw. Yeah. And I appreciated that a massive portion of the conversation revolved around, at least from what we saw, was her character flaw instead of her body. Yeah. Like, if you go and drag a bitch, drag a bitch about their character. Like, body is easy, right? Body is light work. Body's one-on-one. To be perfectly honest, like, Body is like lax Bryant mentality. Okay. Yeah. 
you know, Giselle likes Bryant. Once again, she likes a man. She likes class. She likes dignity. Giselle likes Bryant. The way that this makes its way into every fucking... Fuck that bitch. It's so funny to me. (laughs) But it is a lax mentality. Also, it's going to be on this next girl trip. I know, with Portia. With Portia and Candace. I don't see that relationship lasting too long. No, and who else is going to be on there? Bitch, I stopped. I didn't care after that. I was like, oh my god. I saw Portia, Candace, and Giselle, and I was done. And I saw some white women. I don't know because when I tell, I'm gonna tell you. I think they were like Dallas and OC clowns. When I tell you straight out, the only white women I watch in this shit is Beverly Hills. I do not know these white ladies. I know New Jersey. Jersey. I know Jersey because of this show. Yeah, because we covered I, it one season. You do not know these white ladies. I just don't. I I've never watched OC. I've never watched New York. OC I, is trash. New York is the first couple of New York. First I couple know, of seasons of New York are good. I know. I know Luann because she's racist and a drunk and a drunk. And I know Bethany because she's a drunk and ridiculous. <laughs> um. I know Luann because she calls herself a countess and she's hella racist. Um, you also know know Luann because uh she came out with the uh, after wig. No, not that, but also that. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Where she put that self-tanner on. I was like, and, and Bethany's like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> It's like, what the fuck is happening here? Like, this is blackface. Just get the fuck out of here. Legitimately in blackface. And this bitch was confused. Like, what yes. The fuck are we doing? Well, I just put self tanner on. It's like, girl, okay, whatever. You um, with this afro because you knew what you were trying to give. Like, also, I- that was not an afro. I don't know what wiggy ass bullshit she had perched upon her head, but that was not an afro. That was nothing more than the makings of black magic, and it shouldn't have existed. That was that same bullshit that Utica was wearing. Like, what is we doing? But you talking about from Drag Race? Yeah. But Utica makes it elegant. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Not Roseanne. Luann just looks drunk and bigoted. Also, I mad you brought Utica. Remember when Utica pretty much looked Lonnie Love in her face and said, pretty much just said, you fat ass bitch. Yes. That shit was kind of cackle. Yes. And Lonnie Love is just like, she's like, baby, you ain't flopping, bitch. Like, yes. Oh, that shit was awful. When Utica looked at that woman and just just pretty much called her a fat whore, I was like, "Oh my god, this is on television." I was like, "Is this personal? This feels very. This feels very personal. Like, do y'all have (laughs) (laughs) completely personal? You you gonna go up there and smack the shit out of this bitch?" You gonna pop Lonnie? Don't get me wrong, Lonnie Love should be slapped, but that's a story for another day. Um, but the the storyline with Candy being a quote unquote lesbian with the sex dungeon, um, wanting to drug and rape Portia Williams. Um, because at the would, end of the day, that's literally what we're talking about. It's rape. That's it. I don't care. It's rape. What cute way y'all try to spin it. 
if you want to drug me and take me home it's like that's called that's rape legitimately rape like, that's rape what y'all are accusing her of i do not care what y'all try to say this is rape that's it that's that's truly and not just her but also todd as well yeah. i'm like this is a level that y'all should not be this isn't we shouldn't even be here it's like what are we doing here this is that's not the point of this show. No, this is going beyond the pale. This is not fun shade. This is not, oh, we're just taking digs. No, this is legitimately accusing her of a crime. Yes. And I think that that's the part that was really being missed in this. Is like y'all are casually accusing this woman of committing of rape. crime. It wasn't until the reunion happened that and anybody put together the severity of these accusations? Like, it was yeah. specifically Cynthia. And when Candy's like saying, you shouldn't know that um, drugging somebody and taking them home and Cynthia goes, is rape. And Candy goes, is rape. Yeah. But of course, Cynthia, like Cynthia honestly is the social intelligence of the Real Housewives. Like Candy is close behind but Cynthia really is like the the social intelligence. Like she's the one who understands the basic concepts of society. To be perfectly Candy, honest, the thing with Candy and the reason why she doesn't fully occupy that role is because there will be those times, like what happened with Phaedra, when she'll get caught up in what she calls Mad Day. Yeah. And want to put everybody shit in the street, whether it's true or not. You the one that said you don't call it was out true. your friends on Mad Day. I believe that that shit was true. Yeah, it probably was. But remember, because a man that was rumored that she was talking to was who? <laughs> uh, yeah. Miss Giselle Lex Bryant's ex-husband, Mr. Jamal Bryant. Which even as and that would track. No shade. I about to say, even as recently as six months ago. Holy shit. Okay, girl. Because she was dating. You remember the producer um, team, Tone and Pope? Who? They produced a lot of shit in the 90s. A lot of R&B, a lot of rap in the 90s. She was dating one of them. The other one, I think, is the one that, no, the one that married Kim Kardashian when she was like 19. That's the oh. one Pedro was dating. Okay. And then they split up. I well, I think they split up. But literally, even as recent as six months ago, she was linked to Jamal Bryan because her and Giselle was going back and forth on Instagram about it. Phaedra. No, I'm not. Phaedra and Giselle were. Yeah. Jesus. Because Giselle said something shady and she was like, Well, even if he's not with me, he don't want you. Yeah, like this was even as recent as six months ago. Well, I mean that. Let me ask that. I mean, honestly, it was a whole bunch of bullshit on the season. Like they fighting about houses. It was a lot of shit, but really, it came down to Portia accused Candy and Todd of trying to drug and rape her. Yes, and, and she said someone told her that. She kept saying someone. And Candy told, told specifically that person. Yeah. She Which did not make someone sense. Someone said so, that Candy told someone else that who then came and told her as a warning. She kept saying that she wouldn't say who, but they went to Hawaii. 
And she's and Marlo was like, Well, Candy, are you a closet legend? Candy, we heard you were in the closet, which and was so fucking disgusting. So fucking gross. But it not surprisingly, no, it's not surprising to me, considering I mean, that Marlo called the gay boys that were having a dinner for 12 people in which she was not invited a bunch of faggots. Go hang out so, with the faggots. That's yeah. why you can't get no man there because you want to hang out with them faggots. That's what yep. Yeah. For no reason. For literally, just because she's mad, she wasn't invited to the function. And also, let's not forget that the season after that was the season where Kenya told Phaedra, you might want to get tested because your man just got out of prison. You might want to get an AIDS test. Yeah. But meanwhile, like, all of these girls are being, like, all of these women, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, these girls and the women are being dressed, makeuped, hair done by, fed by, entertained by a group of fucking faggots. Mm-hmm. But so easily, There's so much they just like, like is always their go-to. And so- yes, and when it, even when like them calling Kim Fields' husband, they're like, "Oh, your husband's gay because your husband's a dancer." He's Bitch. a dancer. He's a sissy, and it's just like, get the fuck out of here. For people who claim to, and even Nene's weird ass party, the girls and gays, the girls and gays, where Kim comes back, that shit was weird to me too. But it's like. For all of this supposed love for the LGBT... It's garbage. It's a lie. It's bullshit. And we as queer bodies need to start gatekeeping and stop paying these bitches to show up to our events. Because these bitches don't give a fuck about us. Let's be perfectly honest. With the exception of Candy... We are accoutrement. We are things to collect. one that isn't quick to run to homophobia. No, Candy... I cannot think of a moment where Candy has been homophobic. I can't think of one. At all. The rest of them, when Cynthia, I them, same thing. Yeah, I can't think of a moment where Cynthia's been homophobic either. The rest of them deep dive into homophobia. Yes, time consistently. Say. Whenever they need an insult and they can't think of one, it's like Candy's a lesbian. Your husband's gay. It's like it's always. Yeah, it's always that. It's always this like a swan dive into homophobia. When For it's truly, like, absolutely, positively, no reason. Here's the thing. Like these bitches like to sit they little raggedy, these little they're raggedy, overpaid, overfed asses up on national television and talking about I know how to read a bitch. You don't know how to read a bitch. Yeah. Because what you're doing is is you're causing drama, mayhem, and misery about lies. I must, and then if also, you know how to read a bitch, you go after like you go after present things that people can clearly see. But you don't make up lies, yeah. bitch. That's low level. Even That's low life. Your read is always the lowest hanging fruit. And they can't read. They'd be like, bitch, read, shade. Uh. Don't get me wrong. Some of the lines are cute. But also, like, when, especially when Phaedra called Kenya barren woman, I died. And that is something that I will always carry with me in my spirit. Some of their shit is cute. But when it comes to really, like, digging a girl's grave, they don't want to go that far. And when it happens, when you got somebody like a Marlo on, when Marlo says shit, all of a sudden it becomes, well, you're going too far. Yeah. When Marlo looked at Kenya and said, your mother didn't love you, which I would have said the same fucking thing. That And everybody's like, oh, Marlo, too far. It's like, no, bitch. That's still you want to play games of shade and reading. It's like, no, bitch, we're out to win. No, but that's really intense. <laughs> Wait, what? 
That's really intense. But also maybe because I just don't move in that space. Uh, yes, don't start with me. There's no holes barred when y'all get into that space. As long as I don't start the altercation, there are no boundaries on my reaction. But I really you don't get to do that. You don't get I to put boundaries on my reaction because I was sitting here minding my black ass business. And you me, said something like, and I hurt your feelings. <laughs> for me, I it's easy for me to say, oh, that's too far. But it's because I just don't operate in that space. I can't even remember the last time that I've had any type of verbal altercations with anybody. I just don't, I don't operate there anymore. Right. Keep, my thing is I keep my boundaries. But if you want to go, bitch, the struggle's I'm, always ready. I'm quicker to say you got it and walk away than to do anything because I just don't have the energy. And oh, I, I, also, girl, I you gotta keep the skills sharp. I'm I'm fine with that. Because I know I've forgotten more words than most of these hoes ever learned. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that. It's not even fair. So I just don't even... Like, you guys. <laughs> I just don't even move in that space. Okay, but well, speaking of Marlo talking about Kenya's mother, what did you think of Kenya and Phaedra and this fake-ass relationship in their camp in Fenton, Michigan? Just what you said, it was a fake-ass relationship. Exactly. We did this. I, I was like, what are we doing? Why are you two you here? You called this bitch Baron five minutes ago. You really called this woman to her face on national television. Call her a Baron woman. And you said all that she knew was that somebody needed $10 for a medium pizza. It is. And it that, is. Like, you just said so much shitty things. And even in this season. Yes. Like, I, it was fake as fuck. And it was just like, because Kenya, I think Kenya, every season walks in trying to prove she can get along with people. And then. Yeah, and Kenya was like, the clean slate girl. Now Drew is the clean slate girl. Yeah, every season they walk in like, yes. I just want to have a clean slate. Everybody. And it's just, we're going to let all that go. And then three se- three episodes in, they back to the same bullshit. They back to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that shit every was, season. That shit was fake as fuck. But I also I never believed Phaedra and Portia's relationship either. I believed it on from Portia's end. I think I did not believe it from Phaedra's. Right. I think Portia believed they had a real relationship. There it is. Phaedra needed a mouthpiece. Phaedra needed a storyline and friends. Phaedra needed a mouthpiece. Phaedra knew. Also, by that period, I want to say Portia was more popular than Phaedra. Yeah. Oh, very much so. After the whole Princess of Thotlandia, Portia's stock went way the fuck up. And I think that we should say with bountiful heels, something like that. (laughs) Phaedra needed somebody stupid enough to report an unverified rumor on television. Right. And Repeatedly, though. Multiple. He knew Portia was the one. And Portia did. We and got the sex dungeon. We got the, your she husband's going to take me, you and your husband want to take me home and drug me. Shamia's we got Marvin. We got Shamia's fucking, you know, she close to both of them. Other broads. Because she had just... Marvin. Did- 
And I truly believe that Phaedra planted them seeds about Peter too. You know, because she did. She did because everything How made you know, sense. Getting paid, I bet it's full of penis. Like, exactly. Because Portia was the one that said that while Phaedra continued to sit there. Phaedra just sit. I think exactly. Phaedra had been planting seeds in Portia's head for quite a while. And yeah, because she often thinks before she speaks. Yep. Let the shit fly. Phaedra, all Phaedra did was simply have the conversation telling, "Mm -hmm, girl, yeah. And Portia weaponized it. Yep. And the thing is, I don't, I genuinely don't believe that Portia's stupid. No, I don't, not at all. Especially not after like, not, not after seeing her, which I still, to this day, I will continuously hate. I think it was season 13, the Bolo season. Yeah, I hate it. I hated that season because it started off with her putting in the work, using her celebrity, being arrested on camera to further the message of the movement, which fuck you, Kenya Moore, because you was like, oh, she just might be on camera. You're a dumb cunt if you don't understand how these things work. You were supposed to be the first Black Miss USA. You are not. You're not. We all know you're not. It's another beautiful ass woman who is a trainer at Wayne State University who is actually, Carolyn Gist, is actually the first one. So never forget that. But they took that, like, Portia's activism and then completely erase it all because of this bolo bullshit like did she get hurt did she get fucked like even if she did so the fuck what she's a beautiful gorgeous grown-ass woman with her money like if she want to get her pussy wax tax and drained then let that shit happen single bitch if she could do that she wants to but they did that season with them weird ass fatal attraction confessionals like i didn't like any of it that season was so whack and it made me hate kenya even more this season was a this was a <clears throat> this was a, a good season for Kenya, especially with the reunion. She okay. went out on a good yeah. note. It was a good season for Kenya because there was somebody more awful than she was. Exactly. And she but could I easily think, jump on them with everybody else. And the thing about Kenya, how do I say this? I think Kenya has never truly experienced love without conditions. Okay, no, Uh, we're not doing it. Nope. She has to, it's like she has that mentality of I'm going to get you before you get me. So she consistently results to these weird jabs when they're not really even warranted. Like she like goes out of her way to create an issue that wasn't even there. Okay, I would say I would say earlier seasons definitely. Yeah, as later it got seasons later. not. Really. As it got no, the later. Seasons, In all fairness, the later seasons it was like, oh no, the villain shit works for me. Yeah, but she, it was that comfortable like, oh, I don't have to, I don't have to show up at a charity event in a fishnet top with um breast things on my ass in a bathing suit and a church hat pretending to be Phaedra. Yeah. Like the antics that she pulled, I don't have to break out a megaphone or a scepter. I don't have to get my best, my gay best friend's ribs broken because, well, that was not her fault, actually. No, that, <laughs> that actually was not wasn't her fault. her fault. That was me. At all. 
that and was I, all look, Nene. Nene Sage. That was her fucking fault. She created that. She, she created that. She lit when I say mama lit the match, threw it on the fire, and fanned that motherfucker. Bitch, that was all. And she everybody, was, she was the kindling. Kenya. She set herself on fire and said, "All you niggas are gonna get it." The way everybody blamed Kenya for that, I was like, "See, this is what happens when your reputation is trash." That's also it too. It, what um, okay. Because it didn't matter what she said, they had already decided she did the shit. Perfect segue. Um, this is also the season where Phaedra's divorce is allegedly, um, highly doubted, but allegedly finalized in addition to Cynthia's. And Kenya holds that I do, um, I did, I don't divorce party. And Wait. all right. Phaedra let it have. So one so there's two parts to this right i don't believe that phaedra was genuinely upset i think that phaedra realized that she couldn't be a part of this because that would have gave confirmation to all the shit apollo was saying the season before what do you mean because okay so you know, the whole thing, Apollo was like, Phaedra been fucking around. It was this nigga, Mr. Chocolate or whoever the fuck, you know, all of that, right? Yeah. I think that Phaedra realized the optics of her willingly participating in this divorce party would then lead credence to Apollo saying she had been fucking around the whole time anyway. I'm not going to lie, though, like all of her actions that we found out about, like already gave credence to that. I don't think she was feeling uncomfortable. I think she was just pissed off. It's like, oh, this bitch is like trying to make fun of me and my husband. Then the next part, I think that I do think there was a level of how dare this bitch that tried to fuck my nigga to say he gonna she gonna give me a divorce party. I do. That was a part of it. But I think the bigger part was the optics because we know Phaedra gives a fuck about the optics. I mean, completely and utterly. That's why she lied about being pregnant. That's why she does everything she does because the optics mean so much to her. So I think the logic on it. talk. That's why she sat down with Johnny at the other attorneys. It is. I think on a lesser scale, it was the how dare this bitch to try to fuck my husband do this. I think the bigger thing was the optics coming off of those accusations. Because the thing is, if you if you give if you yourself give a level of credence to those accusations, it opens the door for people to start believing other accusations that he's made. I see. I felt like it was Kenya throwing. Well, in addition to what I was said previously, but also Kenya throwing this divorce party means that I can't throw a divorce party. Yeah. And I have then lost, like the choice has been made for me. Um, I think also to a portion of it is just being blindsided. It was like, yo, I didn't ask for this. And if and I was going to do this, but you know, she was going to do it. Yeah. But she was going to do it on her terms. She was going to do it on her terms. Yeah, that is, it is the blindsided part. Of, yeah. Yeah. There I also get to the feeling of being like, yo, this is still kind of fresh. Or yeah. at least in her, in her case, like we're, we're still married. <laughs> um, and Cynthia actually does a 
good job at explaining that feeling to everybody in a way that makes it tangible and real and everyone understands. Yeah. Um, why Kenya went in knowing that and seeing the reaction that Phaedra gave her by what well, she called her a, a something kind of whore, what have you. She called her a whore at some point. She always calls her. A she whore. always called her a whore. She honestly, she might not have even called her a whore, but this, but you know, she calls her a whore so many times. You just assume because there are other ghosts who is slut shaming. Well, that always. Yeah. Um, I just wish that Kenya, knowing how hot Phaedra was in that moment. I wish she would have tried to temper and cool that conversation and have more of a conversation of clarity saying specifically, I didn't realize how sensitive, excuse me, I didn't realize how sensitive this is for you right now. The only thing that I was trying to do was give you a fun, stupid, silly night and to bring you a little bit of joy and a time and in a topic that is dark and heavy and is taking up not only your time, but your money and impacts the lives of your children. Like I acknowledge these things and be like, this is what I was trying to do. When you do that shit, especially to a bitch like Phaedra, they deflate because they have no other argument. Yep. Who the fuck are, don't call me. Oh, oh shit. Okay, I can call him Um. Yeah. And Kenya did not play that right. But Kenya doesn't play these things right. Kenya doesn't know how to deflate these girls. Kenya knows how to, I'm going to get at you, blah, 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 bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. When she needs to learn uh, a balance between the two, like you got to know when to, when to take the air out of these bitches' sails and force them because they realize that they're on camera to bring it on down and to relax, to relate, to release and disarm them. And you also have to know when to gut punch these bitches mm -hmm. and then drag them out by their hair to the curb and bash their face into the curb verbally. Verbally. Oh, that took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I think that pretty much is... All the like, pretty much all the high points. Oh, before we go, Bob and Sheree. Oh no, we already talked about Bob and Sheree. Yeah. Talk about Bob and Sheree. Yeah. We talked about Kenya and Matt. We've literally talked about Cynthia and Peter. Yeah. I think that was everybody and everything. I do have to say, there's two moments of the reunion. One, when Sheree woke the fuck up and reacted to what was Hold happening. On. Okay. Like, oh my God. So my favorite quote specifically about this episode comes from The Read. When the day after this episode aired, the show came out and they said, bitch, did you see it, right? And Kid Fury, and I quote, and Sheree is oddly audible. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. it's there's no meaning behind it. She's just making all kinds of sounds. It's because she was asleep the whole conversation and then woke up like, oh God, what's happening? Like is did she not? There was that. And then Portia's like, I want to talk to my sister. And Lauren comes in and she's I like, did something oh, stupid. I know. What yeah, happened? I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, I screamed. I screamed. I screamed. I... That whole reunion is about nobody but Portia, Phaedra, Candy. Everybody and else was just there. 
You ain't they got everybody else that first episode. You ain't even gotta watch the first two parts. Just get to part three. Really so don't. That's the shit, man. Because before that, they just arguing about who house is bigger or got done first. Fuck else is stupid. And Portia saying, "Oh, can't get in sat there and propped up the old jug ass titties." Yeah, they talking okay. about titties. Yeah. Speaking of titties. I just want to say shout out to the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta for finally giving Cynthia's titties a break because her titties pop out every, every season. Fucking, at least once a season. When I tell you this lady's titties, I see why she took them out because hell, at this point, you hoes is, is stockholders in these titties. The fuck, y'all pulling them out at any given y'all between y'all and the wind, these motherfuckers be out just. <laughs> Half the time she just walking and the titty just go bloop. <laughs> I know. She goes, oh my God. I know her titties be like, bitch, can we rest? Because the fuck, I don't want to be on this place today. I just want to stay in my home. And if somebody with big unruly titties, I relate. Especially <laughs> when Cynthia got COVID thick and was walking up the driveway and that titty was just like. Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh my goodness. Not somebody with big unruly titties, I relate. Because these motherfuckers will, you know, you know, like anybody else. These <sighs> will just pop and they'll just be out and I will not fucking know. These motherfuckers, you can see my titties. I don't know how many times. I got big unruly titties. They just pop the fuck out and I know that. And so I relate to Cindy. But other niggas don't be just pulling my shit out either. Like, damn, can she get a break? Since they need to wear turtlenecks around these niggas. <laughs> or at the very least, just a comfortable bra. <laughs> Give some cushion and bitch. Give another layer. Just I'm in case. With a with a low cut, a great neck. And it's like, Always. you know they're going to pull a titty out. You know so either your titty's going to fall out or somebody's going to you know release it upon go the masters. You know? And it's always that right titty that want to jump out. Hey, girl. Like, it's... <laughs> You are not wearing that low cut ass shit. You know them titties gonna pop out. Like it's no shade in that blue dress. This reunion, mm-hmm. a titty could have popped out, and it was only because she was sitting next to Kenya. It did not happen. Yeah, but the titties look good in that dress too. No, they did, Remember, but they also looked slightly caressing the fabric. It looked like the fabric had no grip. The, the fabric was barely existing. <laughs> but she was in like that deep V vest kind of dress, she and still, like, like Portia ripped that bitch titty out trying to stand. <laughs> <laughs> she used that bitch as a, a piece of furniture. It's like and her game you know, if somebody's gonna use you as a support to get up to run to do whatever. <laughs> Why you keep with these titties out like this? Like <laughs> Cynthia always having titty troubles. Yes. Oh my god. And um, after that, they went to to get her titties looked at. That's the same doctor, yeah. huh? Oh yeah, he was in Doctor Curves. Yeah, that's the same doctor. Doctor Jimis Jimson. Yeah, that that is Doctor Curves. He um, that's the same doctor that I was. Talking to about my BBL. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't hate bitch because I'm like I should just get a BBL and be done with this shit. I mean, I still Let me eat my Taco Bell. It's funny because I had Taco Bell today. I I'm thinking about this. I'm about to throw in it from last night. Um, 
Yeah, I think that wraps up Housewives of Atlanta, y'all. It was season nine. It really did put me off of the series for a while. Yeah. Like I said previously, it wasn't until the I realized it's like, oh, George Floyd just died and all these beautiful black talents and women are uniting. It's this white woman. Great. Let me dive back in. Because <laughs> Kim Soziak is, she's TR ass. She's trash. Fucking Garbage. Awful. Debris. She's awful. So bad. She's a fucking derelict. Yes. Like a garbage human being. All right. Well, I'm sleeping. Uh, yeah, I'm also very high. Um, I want to thank you. I haven't even had time to get high. Oh, bitch. I'm that I'm edible. No in... I've been out all day long. So I didn't even have time to get high. Apparently, I got the 25 milligrams of those peach rings. Um, Aaron got the 50. I fucking got the 52 and I was like, bitch, this is a lot. I am, bitch, I keep holding on. Like, literally, I am holding on at this point. No, when I um, get more, I'm definitely going to get the 25s and not the 50 because the 50s was like, a bitch was sleeping for you know, 14 hours because I couldn't get back up. Uh, well, I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us here every week to uh, listen to our fuckery, our foolishness, and our fuck shit. Um, make sure you click the links in the bios of each and every single solitary thing that we do. Um, this is Reality Rewind. And you know what? Be blessed. Because your mother wasn't. Oh, no. <laughs> Blame it on that bitch. Bye, In the words of Phaedra Park, no. barren woman. <laughs> and yet again, as I say every episode, the opinions and views of certain members of the podcast are not reflective of your mother's womb was the feeding ground for demonic energy. And also, any disparaging remarks made about people on this podcast are solely based on what we see on the television. Most of these people are the children of Beelzebub. Let me not say that before the QAnons come clicking in. I'm about to say, bro, what is you doing? Because you about to really start some shit now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>